This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. everyone. Welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. I am particularly excited to invite my next guest to the show. He's a visionary leader in the luxury, hospitality, healthcare, wellness, and spa industries. Michael G. Tompkins has led celebrated teams to success for over 25 years as a CEO and chairman with coveted destinations such as Miraval Resorts, Hilton Head Health, Palm Health, Canyon Ranch Health Resorts, and the International Spa Association. Crediting his success to building executive management teams that excel in efficiency while maintaining and creating a positive culture for staff, which will only pour over onto their guests. Michael continues to build out hospitality wellness concepts, repositioning marketing and recruiting for luxury spas and wellness centers across the United States with his business Hutchinson Consulting a global keynote speaker with more than a dozen international engagements each year. He's also philanthropic and a dedicated husband. And oh, need I mention my childhood friend, Michael G. Tompkins, you are in my heart. Welcome to my show. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here primarily because we've got our whole lives together. So this is going to be fun. I beam with pride as I talk about you. We are childhood friends. We have a childhood history in a very small town. We come from a very small community and we were rooted in that small community from my mom, a restauranteur, to his dad, the cop in town and all the things that, that we can share. You grew up in Hollowville, a small place with a small population, a population so small, it's not even listed on the U.S. census. Well, you know, growing up in Hollowville, New York, most people, when they're in small towns, they always say, I want to get out of this small town. I want to go to a big city. And so I always look at it like, you know, while I still go back there and and I know that you have a home back there and I love it, I have to say that from a young person, I was driven to succeed so that I could have a better life for me and my family. We have mirrored childhood dreams and the need to succeed. It was like I needed water and food. 
And I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew I had to be something. I bounced around in college to try to figure out where I was going to land. But ultimately, it all revolved around taking care of people. I think I got that from my mom and my dad. They raised us in a way that you lived life by the hard knocks. I tell people this nowadays that there were times when we had to go out and find our own food. And here I am now where, you know, I'm blessed with an incredible life. But it was those roots that drove me to fail and succeed. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. I mean, I don't know what it is about Columbia County. That's where we grew up. So my small town was Copake. His small town was Hollowville. We could pretty much like throw a stone to to the two of them or ride our bikes to each other. I'm not sure what it is. It's feeling connected, the lifelong relationships that come out of the small town, the desire to leave the small town and succeed and do better than our parents. Although we were grounded and we had deep, meaningful, connected, safe environments. There was no sense of fear in any way, shape or form growing up in this small town, except for maybe like a belligerent town drunk. You know, I think what we feared most was other people's parents or, you know, sometimes the family dynamics that we all had in our own homes because we were so small and because everything was tight knit. Those things meant more for those of us who, you know, might have had some difficulties growing up. We had each other. We had each other as kids. And you and I have known each other more than five decades now. And you're as deeply rooted in my heart as one of my own family members. And there's very few towns and places in the country now that can actually say that 50 years later, you still have solid friendships that you know you can call somebody and they're going to pick up the phone and have your back. A hundred percent. I mean, on every level, I feel like we need to get back to basics. You, you had a quote that you had shared when we did an event together in Florida and your quote was, there are two types of relationships in life. Some are a mile wide and an inch deep, or some are an inch wide and a mile deep. The latter will always be us. Makes me cry when you say that. (laughs) And it's, It really is true. And I look at those grounded relationships and friendships, and I am so blessed and grateful for them that you know me so well. You know where I'm from. You know what I've become. You know where I've gone. You know every tear, every scrape, every bump. You know know every success, every laughter, every joy. You know every single part of it. It's so special to say that you have someone in your life that you share that with. And we're lucky to say that there's a handful of people. It's not even just us. We have this like kind of group or community of our friends spanning, like, you know, the difference in our age, which is, you know, small. And (laughs) I'm just a little tiny bit younger. You are. (laughs) And I think that that is a beautiful thing that we're missing in America. I think like with social media and the things that are happening, I watch it with my own children. My kids don't, I mean, and granted I live on a hill and also we lived in New York city. There was that ease of basics of, you know, just going to ride your bike to, you know, hang out on the end of the bridge and throw rocks in the water. Everything's so fast. Today, the kids are moving so fast. Well, and I think that the core of the foundation of relationships that we grew out of 
continued into my lifetime. And I think that's been the success in, in whether it was working in the healthcare field or running resorts or now running my own company. It's been that we know how to develop relationships quickly. And because we grew up in an area where you also had to be scrappy, we also know relationships that are not authentic. I have maintained with, along with you, several of our friends from, you know, when we grew up. In fact, that quote that you talked about was another one of our friends in our group that her and I were having a conversation around. And she said that, and I was like, that's the answer to everything. And now, years later, I have friendships that I made when I was a registered nurse 30 years ago that I still have. I have guests who came to my resorts like at Canyon Ranch in Miraval that I'm still friends with 20 and 30 years later. And I mean close friends. Those who mean something to us, we figured out a way to bond. That connection will never be broken. And, and I think that we learned that in those formative years. Well, I have to say, my friend, that says quite a bit about you and your depth as a human being and who you are as a person, because even sometimes people that have those bonds or have those relationships, actually keeping them, keeping the connections, that's a whole nother level. And your networking and your connections and what you've created for yourself from where you came is incredible. So let's talk about that. You mentioned as a registered nurse, you like me went to school and weren't really sure what you wanted to do. You just knew that you had to get to school and get an education and be somebody. So how did nursing come to you? Tell me a little bit about that. I know I personally know that, you know, your mom was influential with that, but first you were in business administration and then you went into nursing. So tell us how that transition happened. My best friend, who was the one person who had a lot of money growing up, his father was an accountant. And so I decided I wanted to go into accounting. And then I realized there's no way I could live in a cubicle. And so I dumped that for banking and then business administration and then ultimately ended up in health administration. You know, when I came back to Columbia County after four years of college, I didn't know what I was going to do. I certainly wasn't going to be a hospital administrator. And so I went to nursing school. And that's sort of what inspired my last 35 years. It's where I discovered I enjoy taking care of people. Healthcare went to managed care in the in the late 1990s. And I went from being able to be at the patient's side to peeling off stickers and scanning them so that they could bill. And so I spent more time doing paperwork than I got to helping people maybe transition because they were dying of cancer or in some sort of pivotal place in their life. And I didn't like it anymore. And so I was blessed to land at Canyon Ranch as their nursing director. I actually drove through Lenox, Massachusetts, a, a really cute town near where we grew up. And I saw- Yes. And I saw Canyon Ranch in the distance and I went, I don't know what that is, but I want to work there. And I was fortunate enough to get hired as their nursing director, but ultimately ran the property and then and then they're programming for all, all five of their properties. And it was there that I also became a massage therapist. And that changed the dynamic of how I feel and my senses. And it opened me up to energy and spa and all of the things that are non-tactile, that we sort of live in this tactile world that we get barraged with every single day. And it was a place where I learned how to stop. And and during that, I also learned how to love and how to give. And when all of that happened and, and my life shifted to love and giving, it may sound cliche and corny, but karma 
came back to me. And so I realized the more I gave to others, the more things came back to me. And I just used that in my career. You reap what you sow, baby. Absolutely. I love that. And what he became was an innovator of five-star holistic wellness destination. So like fast forward to that as a nurse, a caregiver, learning and understanding, you know, his own self and his own self-care and turning that into massage therapy and wellness for others. And then just submersing himself into the spot and wellness industry. Michael came out like a firecracker, like waiting to explode with all the opportunity of what we as humans and what we as guests and what we needed in terms of nurture. That is a big buzzword today and it's called wellness. But I got to tell you, I know that you were one of the innovators of understanding wellness and what it really means to us as you know humans in this life that we journey on on this earth. Can you talk about that and what you realized and why it's so important and how we can do it and You don't have to necessarily be at a five-star resort, but there are so many tips and there's so much bullshit out there now too. The propaganda is seeping into wellness. So I want to start with you, Chief, because you're the man. So break it down for us, Mikey. Well, you know, uh, my career in spa and wellness has been deep. Canyon Ranch was the best school I could have gotten for that. And then I did a big box casino build in upstate New York called Turning Stone. And people were like, well, how do you get wellness at a casino? This is why I love spa so much. I actually learned about Native American healing techniques. And I went to the Grand Tetons and I did an actual sweat with Native Americans at the Lakota Sioux Reservation in South Dakota. And I learned all of the principles of Native American as I was building that spa. And I took those things with me to the next place I went to was when I was went to Miraval. And at Miraval, it was about mindfulness and living in the moment. People used to ask me, what's the difference between Canyon Ranch and Miraval? Because ultimately they were both the top in the industry and I had run both of them. And, you know, I used to say, well, Canyon Ranch, you get out of the van and you go. At Miraval, you get out of the van and you stop. And so, you know, it was learning mindfulness, meditation, yoga, breath work. It was a tremendous opportunity for me. And then Hilton Head Health, which you came to and and helped our guests that we had there, that became the number one weight loss center. So it was working with people around weight loss. And I have done a number of spas since. Sensei on an island in Hawaii called Lanai. It's Sensei Retreat. Uh, It's with Four Seasons Lanai. And that has been a tremendous blend of probably the best medical and non-invasive tech you can find anywhere. And I'm very proud of that property as well. Now I'm working on a project that excites me beyond. It's actually in in New York. It's not in uh, New York City, but it's upstate. And it's working on a retreat center for LGBTQ community and to be able to take young adults and show them that people like Tim Cook from Apple and others who have been extremely successful, who are gay, lesbian, bi, transsexuals, who have made it successful in their career and give them the opportunity for that as they're coming out as adults. And so that they don't have the five or 10 or 15 year turmoil that I had, you know, and not being able to tell anybody. And and had I been able to be the person that I learned that I could be at 33 years old at 18, I may have been able to progress even further than I can now. And so what I see when it comes to wellness is this, and, and this is what has evolved into a practice for me. The first is nature. 
And I know this from you, Heather, you have helped me with this over the last six or seven years, taking on incredible hikes. And I know that we're going to talk about those, but getting outside, which you do on a regular basis. I now just recently moved out of the city and into the country, and I'm experiencing nature in a way that is um, very healing. And so I start my day with a silent meditation out on my back deck. I have a mentor who said to me, what I really like from you is to get to a place of silent meditation where you can hear the trees breathe. And I thought, how can you hear the trees breathe? You know, cause I'm one of those analytical. Yeah, you have to make everything cognitive. And so about two weeks into doing this every day, I discovered that I can literally hear the little birds landing on a branch and I can hear the water drip off those branches as they land on them. That's how in tune I am now. And so cleansing your energy every morning to start fresh, like you get rid of your slate of all the baggage you have, I think is really important. Physical exercise of some sort, and I've been swimming, but what I also took from you know my yogi mentor was a mantra. And so I use that mantra as I'm swimming laps It just gets repeated in my head over and over and over again. When I think I've done like maybe five or 10 laps, I've actually done 30. And so that I think is really important is to find something that you can always go back to, you know, your index finger points to the future, your thumb points to the past. This is the here and now. Finger pointing out is the future. future. Your thumb, like you're pointing a gun is back at you. And then when you connect your index and your thumb together, it's a circle. And that is the here and now. That's living in the moment. That's living in the moment. And every chance you can get to bring yourself back to the moment is incredible. And then at nighttime, what I do is I say a little prayer. And and this this is not a prayer based off of religion. This is sort of like a universal prayer. I give thanks and appreciation to all of the things that happened to me today, good or bad. And I ask that you take them out into the universe so I can sleep well tonight. And then I close my eyes and go to bed. And I do that every single night. Just having these little tiny rituals enhance your wellness tremendously. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Ever had an acne breakout come at the worst possible time? I know I have. Thanks, menopause. I went through three dermatologists before even one asked about my cycle. We've all had struggles with our skin, and that's why we're excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that's perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, snap a few selfies, and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. 
Apostrophe treats acne, and they can also help you hit other skincare goals too, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. And we have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash in my heart and use the code in my heart. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash in my heart. Click begin visit. Use that code in my heart and get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for just $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, are you confused by the sea of choices and tired of trying to even see the ingredients on most wrappers when it comes to choosing a snack bar? Well, let me give you a shortcut. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars. They're delicious and contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and only 140 calories. You can be sure to be guilt-free, gluten-free, grain-free, and they're plant-based with no GMOs, no soy, trans fat, sugar alcohols, or high-intensity sweeteners. You give up nothing and gain everything. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have a soft and chewy texture, and they come in flavors like coconut cocoa chip, peanut butter, and blueberry almond vanilla, and they're satisfying. They are the perfect breakfast choice for me these days as I get into the swing of fall. Between me and my daughter, the peanut butter and the coconut chip are the first to go. And yes, while they're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle, you absolutely do not have to be keto to use these. They're the perfect snack for anyone trying to make good choices, cut back on sugar, and eat better carbs without sacrificing taste. Try Monk Pack for yourself today. They have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code in my heart at checkout. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product. Then enter the code in my heart at checkout and save 20% off your purchase. That's backed with a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. We all snack. Just stay ahead of the game with Monk Pack. We love them and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Now back to my show. You are the person that Oprah called when she needed a break, a timeout, or when someone that's a famous call that needed to heal from cancer, various addictions, various things, you were on their speed dial to take them away, to give them a place of nurture and healing and support. But we all ain't Oprah. We all don't have her bank account. It's not true that you have to be that to get that. And that's one of the things that, you know, has shifted and changed, which I'm happy about from your innovative five-star resorts to what we have today that are more recognized than just like, you know, now they maybe call it glamping more recognized than just camping. 
but retreating and not necessarily always resorting. So resorting and retreating, these are all part of the wellness world that, you know, you and I love so much and we're so engrossed in, but now it's on trend, you know, and I want to talk about the fact that we have watched over the last 10 years wellness. When we were first starting to talk about it, when I first called you and said, I got to do something when we were talking about Jack's, my son, right. my eldest, who has you know a lot of health issues, and I wanted to use food as medicine for him. You were someone was like Michael. I've been talking to this integrative doctor, and you're like Heather, Heather, Heather. So we just were like exploding in it. That was like ten years ago. We've watched the word wellness become a buzzword, become propaganda. You know, for many companies. It's happened at the same time as social media has gone on a trajectory. The world of media and news and where we're getting it has gone on a trajectory. The pandemic, uncertainty, fear, terrorism, all these things have gone on a trajectory. So, of course, it's trending because we need it more than ever. So I want to talk about what you talked about, and that is like moving from the city into the country, some of your pillars of wellness, you know, your routine, your reflection, your time in nature, all these things. Can we talk a little bit about that from all of your years as a professional and as someone who I admire and respect so much, who also hits the dirt, by the way, all these successes don't mean that there weren't bumps and skins on his knees either. And someone who's so healthy and well and knows all about it just went through a terrible inflammation in his body that was very difficult to understand and figure out. And we're still on a journey of understanding these allergies you're having. Can we talk to people that are listening right now that are lost? They don't know what to do. They don't know how to check in. They just feel dismal. They're trying to be normal. They're trying to tune in and plug in. They're trying to find outlets. There's so much out there for everybody, Michael. Help us begin. Sure. So I would say that if we're going to begin somewhere, we're going to begin with nutrition. Always. Nutrition first. Uh, food as medicine, as you said earlier, having a vegan or vegetarian diet where you mix in light proteins three days a week, maybe, and always try to start with fish and chicken. But just being able to take your food patterns and switch them over. And I'll give an example because recently I gave up sugar and I gave up coffee and, you know, I gave up all of the things in my life that, you know, helped me in my city world, which was a world of convenience, but a world of go, 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 to actually reflect and say, what do I need now? And it started with vegetables and the mix of vegetables and the crunches of vegetables and all the wonderful aspects of the healing nutrients that are actually found in our food that are not found in American foods today that you buy at the grocery store. All of that processed food, you know, I'm blessed to be able to, to go to Italy every year, not since COVID, but you know, the Italians, they buy their food fresh every day and they eat fresh food and it's not food that's in a, a pretty box on a shelf. It is the food that they're pulling from the sea and pulling from their gardens and putting them out on the street to buy. And those are the ones that have nutrients. And I, I always marvel at the taste of lettuce when here it might taste like nothing. And, you know, when I, when I was at Hilton Head Health, I had an executive chef from Morocco and he found it difficult to go into a lot of U.S. grocery stores because what he liked to do was pick up all of the things that he was cooking with and smell it and to be able to smell what was ripe and what was fresh and what was going to have flavor. And if you do that in our grocery stores, many of them are covered with wax. Many of them are ripened through gas. 
and trucks on the way to the grocery stores. And so this whole organic thing that's come along, I think has been really helpful. You know, you talked about social media and I know that social media, and that's the next thing I would say after nutrition, before people didn't have access to great wellness unless you had money, quite honestly, and you right. could afford the best doctors and you could afford the best resorts and, right. and weight loss centers to go to. But now you can get great information from downloads of podcasts and videos and every, on meditation, on yoga, on Peloton, for God's sakes. I mean, you can do just about anything now for free. If you can type in Google, you can get wellness. And so how it's being delivered to the mass markets is incredible. And I'm, I know that someday there will be the Microsoft of wellness, of wellness delivered to you on this screen every single day in the way that you want it. That's coming. And that's that's an exciting thing. And yeah. so, you know, I think between the tech piece and the nutrition piece, that's the major things that I'm seeing in wellness altogether. But during COVID, it became something in your face yeah. because all of a sudden I was in a really big brick building in a downtown city where I was quarantined even though there used to be millions of people outside. And I thought, what am I doing here? And nothing was open. And then all the conveniences of the things that I loved in the city weren't there anymore. And I'm not saying that they're not going to come back, but I'm not coming back. And the reason I'm not coming back is because I moved to the country. It was difficult. I wasn't used to having to go 10 minutes in a car to a grocery store. God forbid you needed something beyond the actual staples, right? But now that I'm here, I'm having a tremendous life and one that I'm appreciating more than before and one that I'm finding out I don't need to wait to retirement to have. That's the important piece. Yes, I think that's so important. You've got to look at your life and say, Am I serving my happiness? One of the things that I learned from you and, you know, I'm so grateful for all the things that we've been able to do together. And I know there are going to be a lot more. It was really looking at all the things that were out there that the world had to offer. Right. And there is going to be marketers and advertisers and propaganda. And there's always going to be someone richer and someone poorer. There's always going to be that you really taught me to focus on me. Like, what is it that Heather wants? What is your truth? When you sit in silence and you're not cognitively answering every question, but you're sitting with the questions and allowing some space in your mind to flow and letting them come to you, what is yourself telling yourself, right? What do you want to do? And when you really listen to that, like you did to yourself, it was hard. And we get strapped into the boundaries of life and what we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to do. And much like me, Michael felt as though very much that in order to succeed and accomplish what he needed to accomplish, a city life was just part of that. And COVID did show us that we do have options. You know, social media is not just what's happening on Tiki Talk, but it's really like Zoom and, and, and meeting and we're here face to face and I can see you and I, I feel like I can hug you through this screen. It certainly not, doesn't replace being together, but it's damn close. Yeah. So, you know, we were able to pivot and shift and do those things. And so that's life. That's the human condition. Change. 
pivoting, shifting. And probably resiliency. It's the one thing that we know is that the human spirit always wants to bounce back. And because of that, you know, we need a sense of community. So while we have this Zoom, as you just said, and we've pivoted and this, I feel like, you know, I'm talking to one of my best friends and I feel like we're in the same room together and I love you. This medium is still a mile wide and an inch deep. But I know outside my door, I have four couples that are really amazing neighbors and a sense of community where I'm living that is that inch wide and a mile deep. And so combining those two things help with the resiliency of the human spirit, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. And remember them, you know, remember them for the times to come because the world's only going to get busier and all those sorts of things. So we do have to uh, reflect on ourselves. And that's really what wellness is about. And that's really what community is about. It's having a place where you feel safe, having a place where you can explore and knowing that you're going to shift and pivot and change as a human being. That's just part of of life from a boy in the small town Columbia of counties, uh, Hollowville, New York. Those of you who read Ichabon Craig, you know, Hollowville, you've heard of like Hollowville. We call it Hollowville. (laughs) We shorten it like Missouri. (laughs) Sorry, I had to say that. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What if I told you you could avoid the long lines at the grocery store tonight and get fresh quality ingredients delivered right to your door? Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit. With Green Chef, you can enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins all year round. And the Green Chefs, they dream up over 30 meal choices every week with the flexibility to switch plans. Get fresh, nutritious recipes that are perfect for you and the whole family. Green Chef has a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, keto, paleo, plant-based, or if you just want delicious, organic, nutritionally balanced dishes designed by chefs and delivered fresh to your door. Green Chef's ingredients are pre-portioned and come with clear, beautiful, easy-to-follow recipes and directions. I like to leave them in the fridge for my own budding chefs. They're great as a kid's meal night. Green Chef makes cooking so easy and fun, and eating well has never been simpler. Green Chef is America's number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash inmyheart100 and use the code inmyheart100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. That's G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F.com slash inmyheart100 and use that code to get $100 off, including free shipping. There's so much going on in the world and you just can't control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work or workout, Raycons are the go-to for on-the-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They're slick with a rubber look and feel and the gel tips are optimized and designed for the perfect in-ear fit. You get new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to 
sounds its best. Pure mode, balanced mode, bass mode, and the all new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. Raycons offer eight hours of playtime, a robust battery life, a built-in mic so you can take calls on your earbuds too. And Raycons, they start at half the price of other premium audio brands and come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. Right now, In My Heart listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash inmyheart. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash inmyheart to save 15% off Raycons for yourself or as the perfect gift. Buyraycon.com slash inmyheart. Now back to my show. One of the other things that you found a great deal of passion, somberness, energy, reflection in is art. Michael, you have taught me so much about art, about things that I never thought were approachable to me or a world that I thought, oh, come on, I don't do art. You were like, no, baby, you can do art. And you taught me so much about art. So can you talk a little bit about your feelings on art and why it really should be part of the human journey and how you really integrated it into your spa experiences at all the resorts you ran? Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So, you know, I grew up, my mom was a teacher's aide at school. And um, one of her things that she did at, at my school was that she volunteered as the art teacher. And I remember, you know, my mother would be up, uh, you know, drawing on the chalkboard and showing kids how to make a forearm, for example, by drawing the shape of a carrot and things like that. And I couldn't draw a straight line. But my mother would encourage us in any way that we could. And, you know, we grew up lower middle class, I guess you would Very say. Little. And there yeah. was not a lot of money. And, you know, my mother would make toy soldiers and dolls for kids or whatever we wanted to play with out of paper napkins and wooden clothespins. And we would play with those as kids in a way that, you know, was imaginary. And so, you know, art for me is imagination and the ability to expand beyond the world that we each live in as our own individuals to think bigger, to think broader, to think futuristic. I've always marveled at art, you know, and how artists could convey the sense of what they, you know, want to get out, but then find that there may be hidden meanings in it. And I'll give a great example of that. But, you know, I started in in really liking art from a traditional sense of you sort of love a certain talent that you don't have, but somebody else does. And then it transferred into realizing that I love contemporary and modern art. And so finding contemporary artists that I could talk to and learn, why did you paint this? And why does this look like that? You know, really drew me to the contemporary art world and for my husband and I to start collecting almost 25 years ago now. And we have amassed an incredible collection from artists who were unknowns 25 years ago who are now in the Smithsonian. And so I transferred that to street art in 2017. I met a kid in a park who had no hope. We had a long discussion on the bench when I was doing this morning walk through the park and this beautiful 18 year old boy saying to me, you know, that he had no hope. And I said, why? And he said, well, read it in the graffiti. It's all over the place. When I asked him why I hadn't seen it. And so I started paying attention to the graffiti in terms of messages like Black Lives Matter, like not enough love, you know, the world isn't fair, being left behind, all of the things that all of a sudden I thought, 
here I am, a successful businessman living in a community of mixed everything, of people that I loved and, and the culture that I loved. And yet I was unaware of the destitute populations that were very close to me, many of them homeless. I started to research street art, and that's when I um, did start St. Louis. As a side note, Heather sponsored one of my artists. His name was Basil Kincaid. He's a quilter, and he does these amazing quilts. And I found him in South City, St. Louis, at the recommendation of a friend. He was just starting out. And, you know, this gives me goosebumps when I say it, but Basil just opened an art studio in Ghana, in Africa, which is his native land. Uh, he is now in art galleries all around the world. And next week he opens in Milan. And about two weeks ago was just chosen as the latest inductee into the Smithsonian Institute with his art. And you sponsored him, HT. I wanna thank you for sponsoring him at our event. Basil Kincaid has become something because of his drive and because of his art, but because of the help of people who have the means to say, let me give a little bit to be able to get somebody that much further in life, especially ones that are immensely talented. This week, I had the opportunity to go to the underground in Atlanta, and I'm new to Atlanta. I live outside of Atlanta about an hour, and I don't know anything about Atlanta except for the Falcons, and you know that excites me, but I go to this show, and it's Banksy's latest show. Of course, everybody knows Banksy, right? I'm expecting to go to a museum. It's going to be street art. It's at the underground. And we drive to where Waze tells us to go. And it is in an abandoned area in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm, there's no cars parked here. So we pull our car up. I get out of the car. And I'm like, there is nothing. But it, it says this is where the Banksy event is. And then an Audi A8 pulls up behind me and this couple gets out and they're like, are you here for the Banksy show? And I'm like, yeah, I am. We walk through this abandoned area of homeless and drug addicts that are panhandling from us, that are yeah. laying strung out on drugs. The slogan for the show was follow the rats. All along the walk, as we went to find where it was at, were spray-painted rats along the way. Mm -hmm. And then we went down the stairs and into the former subway of Atlanta. And inside a former train subway, he has done an entire gallery of his art. Wow. And it is magnificent. It has things about the world, about love, about our leaders in the world, about all the different parts of our culture that are disturbing right now. And then things that are wonderful, like how much we've loved each other through the decades. And it was the best show that I had seen in about 10 years since seeing Cindy Sherman at the MoMA in New York like 10 years ago. But what amazed me most when I came out of it, and think about this with all of the art galleries that you've been to, when you go to see art galleries, there's always a little plaque on the side of the piece of the art that says, this piece has been donated by the family of blah, blah, blah. Yes. And that's because they have purchased that art. When you walked out of the Banksy show, it said, all art property of the artist. Now, how many shows have you ever been to that are these tremendous art collections that are owned still by the artist? And so it really makes me say, I get why people who are struggling on the street or who have made it from the street always want to spur those on the streets to rise up. 
those poets from the Shakespeare times, those town criers were the ones who pushed our society forward to be mindful of the other things that are in this world that we don't see every day. And so it was an amazing show. And that's what art does to me. That's incredible. What a story of uh, recognizing privilege. And you brought it back to recognizing privilege back in the day, you know, the haves and the have nots and bringing awareness to that and sending it right back there. You know, there's so much in this. Art is free, you guys, in so many places and ways that you can go and see it and research it and look at it. And yes, Miraval and Canyon Ranch and these places are wonderful. And there are places that are designed specifically to help you get a jump start or help you reset. Definitely. And yes, they can be very expensive, but you can also go out on a limb and get into nature on your own and just take a walk or add that into your life or be like Michael and, and work really hard at listening to the t- trees breathe until you can take it one step further or go on a retreat with me for crying out loud. Mine are in the dirt and the sand and we climb and we rough it and we come back rejuvenated and inspired. And Michael is a perfect example of someone who came from a small town, understood community, knew that he had to get out to do something better, saw nursing as such a beautiful opportunity to care for people, but then recognized that, you know, nurses were only trained really to fix, not to prevent, to treat, not really to prevent. So how do I get out in front of these problems? How can really help nurture? Massage therapy, running spas, creating spas, bringing art into the spas and the right people. What's in a spa all started somewhere else. It all started with one person, with a connection, with an idea, with touching nature, with touching each other, you know, human connection and community. And we have it. We have it at our our back doors. Michael just moved to Atlanta. You hear and he already has friends that are neighbors in New York. We don't even know our neighbors oftentimes. I think it's a beautiful reminder that we can connect and that we can create and that we can reset and rejuvenate and we can do all those things. Yes. At the five-star spa, or we can do it right in our parks, our neighborhoods, our backyards. You are the perfect example of that, Michael. How do you find your freedom every day? How do you, how do you charge yourself with freedom to move forward like that every day? Well, there's two things for that. The first is I don't have a fear of failure. And so I have made very costly $250,000 mistakes, which could have killed my business. But I thought it was the next thing that we needed to chase. And then I may have spent $5 on something that ended up being a sort of the next greatest thing that's out there, right? So you, you never really know. But when you say, how do you keep going? I'm going to use an example of when I went on a retreat with you. You had us uh, go to an event where soldiers had lost limbs, where kids had were missing limbs, and we climbed an 11,000-foot mountain. I bought this little can of oxygen, and I was huffing and puffing as you were <laughs> running by me, and that was three-quarters of the way up the mountain. But when you know, when I was looking on the edge of the cliff and knowing that I could fall like a thousand feet down, but seeing a soldier go hopping by me on his hands because he had no legs or a blind man using a stick who was closer to the edge than I was and had no fear. When I got to the top of that mountain, I cried. I climbed that that mountain for everybody who can't do it. But what it gave to me 
was a reminder that all of the things that I'm blessed with, physical health, that I need to go out and use it while I can. But it also gave me the mindset of go and do, try it. And yeah, it's going to be hard. And yeah, you might be sore tomorrow, but each day try to go one step further. It's events like that that I've had in my life that have meant something. And, and that'll be an event that I did with you that you know will stick with me for the rest of my life. It will stick with me for the rest of my life too. I still remember your ascent that day and how beautiful it was and the inspiration you took home from that climb and continued with. I love it. It's simple guys, you know, go out of your comfort zone, you know, pitch a tent a mile into the woods somewhere and spend the night. You know what I mean? Like make sure there are no grizzlies, make sure your food is covered. I mean, there's little things you have to check, but we have so much at our fingertips and, you know, with a little research and a little time to let the cognitive shut up and let the subconscious take over, you'll find your way, you'll find your path. So I thank you so much to my guest, Michael Tompkins, in case my listeners don't know where to follow you or find you, where can they find you? And if they're looking for wholeness innovation, Hutchinson Consulting, give us all everything that you got. Well, thanks for having me on and thanks for your staff for putting this together. It was very well organized and I appreciate that. Um, we're at www.hutchinsonconsulting.com. You can also just friend me, Michael Tompkins, at Facebook or LinkedIn. We'd love to have you as my friend and keep in touch. And as always, thank you, HT. I love you so much, Michael. Thank you so much. This was great. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.